1: Glad you're here with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of which, coming up in a few minutes in today's Clark-rageous moment, the sharks are already circling in the water, taking advantage of you with your retirement money. Let me tell you about just one company that's decided it's open season on your wallet again. And coming up yet later, I want to tell you that I see a business opportunity in the marketplace. I want to throw your way. People are always asking me, where's the opportunity? I got one for you. I' will talk right now about something that I shared with you twice in recent years at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, from my reports there that I go each January to Las Vegas for the world's largest trade show, and there are certain trends that I will get wrong. I'll see something I think is absolutely going to be a big hit. I'll see something I think is going to be a hit, like, right away. And then cricket, cricket. It eventually comes just a lot slower than I expected. One of those things is coming alive now that I first thought was going to be part of our lives several years past, and that is little electronic gadgets that allow you to prevent thieves, identity thieves, from getting at your accounts and getting at your money. There are now... A number of what are known as security keys appearing in the marketplace, and these security keys are a vastly superior method of what's known as two-factor authentication. Right now, the most common method of verifying that you are who you say you are is you sign into an account on your phone or on a computer or whatever. And then you'll be given an alert that you won't be given access to your account till you get a text message with a one-time use code. And so it's texted to your cell phone number and you pop that code in and then you have access to your account. Well, something I shared with you recently is how criminals have figured out how to defeat two-factor authentication by getting insiders employed that are part of a criminal ring with the major cell phone carriers, they'll come up with a target whose money they want to steal, and they use that insider to steal your cell phone number at least temporarily long enough for the two-factor, that text, to go to the crooks, not you. Interesting enough the reason they're doing it temporarily is what's apparently happening is they only steal your service potentially for minutes usually while you're sleeping sign into your account change usernames passwords whatever for your bank account brokerage account retirement account whatever and then your cell phone the next day will work just as it did before bam and then next thing you know they've wired money out of your account or whatever and then you're fighting to get your own money back that's that's the nightmare that nightmare is effectively defeated by the devices that I saw at CES that are now appearing and what these things do is it's a security key that becomes your second factor you can't get in your accounts unless you insert your security key usually in the USB of a laptop, others use a frequency that they generate that will give you access to your account, but you do your username, your password, and then you insert your security key and you're in. Without the security key, you're not in. You lose your security key, you're locked out of your account for potentially maybe a week. So you can get a new one and re-verify. These devices tend to cost 30 to $50. And so it's an inexpensive solution for you to be able to get into your account. And one of them is the UBI, Y-U-B-I. Uh, Google has one, what's Google's called? The Titan Security Key. And at Clark.com, we are popping up a list for you, a guide to how to use a security key as a better way to protect your accounts. And let me tell you, this is something I am all over personally. Sharon's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Sharon. Hi, Clark.
2: It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well,
1: great to have you here, Sharon. How can I be of service to you?
2: Um, I have uh, two college kids, and one just graduated from undergrad and is now a graduate student. And we were wondering if there is, um, they only do credit that I think that they would have done in their name is their school loans, which, of course, are deferred. And I just wanted to know, should she be concerned with trying to establish credit while she's a student, and is there any advantage to doing it?
1: Huge um, advantage to to doing so. Yeah, huge advantage to doing so well as a student. So you said you've got a graduate student and an undergraduate student.
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if it would be different for one or the other.
1: How old is your undergraduate?
2: Um, 19, and the grad student is 22.
1: All right, so the 22-year-old grad student can apply under any of the student credit card programs and there are there are lots of them available the most aggressive in the market right now is discover card okay with a student card the beauty of it is they don't require income as a criteria they like to know if you've worked part-time and have some income but they are interested and getting people when they're young as a customer and hopefully keeping them for a long time or a lifetime. And several of the big issuers have student cards. Now, the interesting thing about student cards is that until you're 21, they're not supposed to solicit a college student under the law. Once they're 21, I'd be surprised if your 22-year-old finishing undergraduate, now in graduate school, hasn't been getting solicitations for student credit cards. Okay. Um, So she should get, I would like her to get two of them. They tend to have low annual fees, uh, as low as $500 to just a few thousand, most commonly. And uh, if you pay your balance in full there's no interest charged and there's no annual fee and
0: okay. then she'll
1: fully establish credit now your 19 year old is allowed even though nobody may be actively soliciting her she's allowed to go look for a student card that might be available and and uh, i would start with discover just because they seem to be the most aggressive these days okay
2: okay sounds great um yeah, we after she graduated and then we found she was going to be back in school, I figured we should um, just investigate whether she should use it to establish initial credit.
1: And what's she getting her advanced degree in?
2: Um, she's going to try to become a licensed clinical social worker, so she's getting a master's of social work.
1: All right, well, she's going to be out there helping people. Good for her.
2: Yes,
1: thank you so much, Clark. Thank you. Have a great day, Sharon. And Jonathan's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, Clark.
3: Thanks for taking my call.
1: Certainly. Jonathan, uh, I'm so proud of you. you Thank you, but I'm so proud of you because you're on your own trying to look for something that I have to like, it's like pulling teeth for me to get people to do what you're calling to ask me about.
3: Yes, and I've, tr- I've been trying to find more information, so any information you can give me would be extremely helpful. My uh, my knowledge is very elementary in the area, so I read a I skimmed through some of the articles you have on your website, but I just kind of wanted to uh, hear a little bit more from you. All right, so you the... still
1: haven't spilled the beans on what it is you've okay. been reading about and want to know about.
3: Yes, um, so the, the term life insurance, you I hear you talk about, I've been listening to all your previous podcast shows, and, and incidentally, I happened to listen to one from April today um, from last year about, about term life insurance and purchasing it and different people to go through, so I was just kind of wondering, like, how to know who, like, which companies are you know, legitimate or I don't know if credit ratings play a role.
1: They do, they do and so if you're going to look at let's say a 30 year level term policy, I want okay. you to look at companies that are rated A double plus by AM Best. Okay. If you drop to a 20 year level term, A plus would be okay. Okay, so And 30 you know,
3: A double
1: plus. With any of the shopping services as best I know they all now List the um, AM best rating next to the insurer. Okay. And so, so that's today, really.
3: Uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say from what I heard today on your previous podcast in April of last year, you mentioned um, uh, policy. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but policy something. Policy genius. Website, go, yes. That's
1: it. All right, so there's Policy Genius, there's Haven Life. Um, what's Haven interesting with with the new stuff coming out, and when you heard me talk about uh, Policy Genius a year and a half ago, um, it it's a company that's been on my radar for a while, uh, before uh-huh. even that, and they make the quotation of insurance really simple for various types of insurance, and one of the things they do offer is level term. Haven Life what made them a pioneer is they use a different kind of formula where they without doing a medical exam are able to approve most people for insurance in under a minute. Okay. And so now, a lot of people uh shut down on following through on getting a life insurance policy. Because they have to go through the medical exam.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only 34. I mean, relatively healthy. Nothing wrong with me, really. But just kind of wondering, you know, what are your thoughts on should I go that route, doing the the online version, or should I take my time and methodically search with? What's it's like the A plus plus or A plus rating so depending you, on how many when years. So use
1: do? when you use one of the shopping forums like Policy Genius is a a shopping forum, use AccuQuo, use, there are many of these out there. When you put in what you're looking for, and at 34, I would probably recommend a 30-year level term because it would cover the overwhelming number of years of your working lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so you could buy that. You'll pay more for it per year than a 20-year, but you don't know what your health is going to be like at age 54. And yeah. yeah. so you might have trouble buying a replacement policy at that point. So you buy the 30-year level term. You know what the premiums are going to be. You know you buy from a company that's A double-plus rated. And you'll be able to see that when you put in your information. They give you the quotes based on the preliminary information you put in. And you'll see the ratings of insurers. And I'd say whoever's cheapest who's rated A double-plus, that's who you go with.
3: Okay, because that was going to be my next question, like... How do I know if, like, yeah, that's a little
1: pricey versus, you know, going with somebody else? So, Yeah, so the cheapest is, and the
3: highest rating is the best way to search.
1: A hundred percent. That is the formula that I recommend because as long as you're buying from one that is financially strong, that's what matters as long as you're buying the same exact product. And that's why level term insurance is so easy because there's no weird savings or investing to or anything like that. It just pays a benefit in the event you die. Period. And that's why it's so easy to shop for and to purchase. First,
0: the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology.
1: Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Today's Clark Rageous moment is a special warning for you. And it involves your hard work over the years to save money, to have it for comfort in retirement, and how easy it is for someone who wants to get the biggest commission or win the biggest sales contest to sell you something that sells you down the river?
0: Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment.
1: Now that the US Department of Labor has decided that there's gonna be no cop on the beat to make sure you don't get taken advantage of with your retirement funds. Big investment houses that had already banned practices that led to so many abuses and so much hardship on retirees are going back to the commissions and sales contest. The latest to do so, Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch is going this fall back to commissions, which means that If I use Merrill Lynch for advice, that salesperson at Merrill Lynch can get away with putting me in stuff that's not at all the best for me, that could have extremely high expenses just because it generates more income for that individual or for Merrill Lynch. And Merrill Lynch isn't alone in this. There are any of a number that are backsliding back to instead of doing what's best for you what's known as being your fiduciary or going back to the bad old way of doing things where it's hunting season every day of the week and you're the quail that is being aimed at and it doesn't mean that the individual you work with is going to take advantage of you it means they can again And you should know the only place I'm comfortable with you getting financial advice with your retirement money is from a fiduciary. That's somebody whose job is first, last, and always to put what's best for you first. Apple Card is the perfect
0: cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
1: It's my pleasure to have you here with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. When I talk to people who are would-be entrepreneurs, people who like the idea of being their own boss, there's a common question I'm asked by somebody who has the entrepreneurial spirit, but they don't know what they want to do. Over and over again, they say, well, if you were looking for where you thought there was opportunity in business, where would you go? And I always give the same answer, and that is, if you want to succeed in your own business, You've got to do what you love, and you've got to be willing to work as many hours as it takes, even if it's seven days a week, in order to build your business. There's another thing I say as well, before you start a business, make sure your own personal financial house is in order, because there's too much risk in the startup of a business if your own finances are on fumes. And then I say one other thing, and that is your personal life needs to be okay. I don't say it has to be perfect, but it's got to be okay. If your personal life is tumultuous, then likely it's not a good time in your life to start your own business. And so those things, I mean, what I said there, doing what you love, having your personal financial act together first, having your personal life together, all those things. I mean, that's advice you probably see just about, well, you might not see it everywhere for entrepreneurs, but I think you'd see it pretty as common advice. And then there's other stuff about the business plan and all that stuff. But this is a different wrinkle I want to bring to you. And it's about the demographic time bomb we face in the United States. And you think about how Social Security is running short of money, Medicare is running short of money. Why? Because we're an aging population. We have people who are getting older every day without as many young people coming up to take their place. We have a birth rate in the United States that is not necessarily even replacement population. So we're an aging country. And so that creates opportunity. I've been reading all this stuff about what's going on in Japan, which is like 20 years ahead of us on this. And all the things they're doing in Japan to try to deal with labor shortage in an aging population. So I'm going to Talk about something right now briefly that is different than what I normally talk with an entrepreneur about, which is doing what you love. What I would say is an annex or an amendment. Do what you love. Find something you love that specifically feeds into the fact that the number of older people in the United States is going to double over a generation. Double over a generation. So we're going to have a massive number of people who are going to need all different kinds of assistance as they age. It is perhaps our nation's largest growth industry when you look forward. So when you're looking for where there's opportunity, right now and for years to come, decades to come, It's going to be, how do we meet the needs of an aging population? You find that hole in the market. You find that need, and you're going to find opportunity. Got to do those other things I talked about, too, though. Andrea is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Clark? Good, thank you. How can I serve you?
4: Well... We have a um, a business, it's a medical practice, and we've lived in the same area for over 30 years and went to a local insurance uh, broker, somebody that we knew personally, and have stayed with that insurance firm for all those years. It has now become a national known brand. Um because the person who started it retired and then somebody else bought it. And we have our business insurances there, our home insurance, our auto insurance. Um, we have a rental property. We have that insurance. Is all within one place. And I just don't feel like we're getting the service that we really should be getting for all these years of, you know, being with them
1: well you're never going to get the level of service as a business with something that's become part of a large national organization than you had when you had your local person who was running his or her own insurance agency in your area Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. now you're dealing with uh just a big national insurance company and not a local independent insurance agent. So I understand the frustration, and I think it would be great for you to find an independent agent or a business lines broker to talk to about possibly quoting you and maybe managing your insurance needs for your business and for you personally.
4: So how, what's the best way, Clark, to go about finding that, that person?
1: friendly competitors of yours or other okay. people you know who have their own businesses. I mean, you know, you've been in the in the community for decades with your business. Mm-hmm. You've got to know others who run their own businesses, find out, you know, who they use. Referral okay. is going to be the best tool you have to be able to find somebody who is an independent agent. I mean, there's there's an online directory. You can, uh, there's an uh, association for independent agents, and
0: okay. you could
1: find someone by zip code. But I would much rather you find someone based on word of mouth of others you know who run their own businesses and who they okay. use and where they turn. But gosh, uh, allowing just some field office or toll free number of a big insurer sounds like a rotten idea to me
4: well it has it has become a rotten idea for sure
1: yeah because you're not getting any real service it's only reactive nobody's really looking at your business and if you're with a, a captive national insurer nobody has will ever shop your rates and get you a better deal or a more comprehensive deal that's why you need to have your own agent Right. You know, in my case, in my case with my own business, you know, that I have for our websites um, and, you know, all the things that we do in our enterprise, I have more than one. You know, I have one for uh, business lines liability kind of coverages I have to have, and I have another for the benefit side.
4: Is that what you would recommend then, sort of spreading it out, kind specializing. of
1: specializing wealth? I think it depends on how large a market you live in and okay. uh, you know how sophisticated the individuals or, or small local uh, insurance brokers or agents mm-hmm. might be. But again, talking to, do you have friendly competitors that you can talk to about this or others yes. you. know, So that's where yeah. I'd go. Okay. Just because somebody else loves, hey, I use so-and-so, they've been here a long time and all that, just because they love them, that doesn't mean you're going to love them, but it's a great uh, calling card for you.
4: Okay. And I think the name brand is another thing. You know, when it becomes a big national brand, uh, insurance company, it seems like it would be safer to go there than to go to a smaller one, but that's not true. Definitely,
1: definitely not true with business lines coverage. You need okay. somebody who is essentially your advocate, who is looking out for your needs at your business, and then, and then on top of it, your needs personally. Okay. All and right. being with a big insurance company where you're just dealing with bureaucrats at that insurance company... You're wasting money, and you may be exposed in ways with liability that nobody's actually looking out for you. Nobody's minding the store, because you don't have that accountable person making sure that your business is being handled right.
4: That's how I'm feeling. Okay. Great. Thank you, Clark.
1: All right, Best to you. Uh, and, and I don't. I'd love it if you could give me feedback if you really find a good landing place for that. Okay. Okay? I'll be happy to. Right. I will. Continued success. Young hing is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, Clark? Great, thank you. You want to talk about Fidelity Investments, huh? Yes, I'm trying to learn
5: more about uh, investing. And uh, now uh, the ETF seems like it's very popular. And uh, uh, Fidelity, they offer some uh, no fee, no transaction ETF. And uh, they also have some... uh, Um, zero um, management and that kind of thing i wonder what your take will be what would that be a good way to try to learn how to invest without a kind of uh, cost a lot for the for the uh, trading fee
1: right so so with the new offering from fidelity with the zero funds they're mutual funds they're not etfs and they're they're right at the heart of where I like all investors to start, which is a concept that first was coined by uh, Charles Schwab, the guy who has mm-hmm. that that uh, big investment company, but he uh, popularized the idea of something known as Core and Explore, that you start mm-hmm. off your investing wide. So like what Fidelity's done with their two, zero cost index funds, which one of them is total U.S. stock market owns thousands of U.S. publicly traded companies, and then the zero cost international index fund, which again owns thousands of shares, you know, different individual foreign stocks, is with those two things, you own investing here and in much of the rest of the world at no commission, and at no ongoing management costs. And the reason Fidelity is doing it is they're trying to attract people like you that are starting out with investing and yeah. making it zero cost for you to do so, and you start off completely widely diversified, which you know, over time I'm just totally into you being diversified two ways. One is having your money really spread out, and yeah. the second is that you add to the money over time which allows you to do something known as dollar cost averaging which lowers the risk of investing particularly in the shorter term like when the stock market bust happened last decade mm-hmm. I kept investing every month in my widely uh in my wide bank of funds I did it every single month, even as the market was going down, because every time I was putting money in, I was buying more holdings because the price was going down. The same money was buying me more of it. And as what eventually happened, the market recovered, and I ended up with a, a very nice return by just having the guts to stay in and keep putting money in so the Fidelity Two Zero funds, the international and domestic, yeah. it gives you that initial exposure. There's no minimums. You can just get started mm-hmm. with whatever money, add to it as you wish. And then if you want to go wider with investing and do different things and, and own different kinds of funds to add to that or individual stocks, go for it. Mm.
5: So you would uh, recommend those uh, vehicles?
1: Well, I like them. I mean, they're not all I like. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. I love for it to be even simpler and just do a Target Retirement Fund with a Roth for the year closest to when you hope to retire.
5: Right? Do they have a commitment if uh, if those two zero fund you uh, you kind of give them a favor? Um, Favor kind of opinion and if i invested just like you said if the stock is not uh market is crash not doing well can people kind of uh cash out the the uh, be sidelined for a while oh
1: sure you can cash oh. out if you want in a in okay. a regular investment account you might have tax due if you made money while you were in it but the idea is you can you can buy and sell funds when you wish but the idea of these two These are the kind of things that you want to be in through your lifetime.
5: Oh, okay. It's long-term.
1: Long-term. And I'm totally into long-term. I know there are people that are in, get in now, get out now, all that. That's not me. I want you to stay in the game. I want you to have a plan. I want you to have it spread out, diversified, and that you stay in it and march to it by adding money to it on a set schedule all through your lifetime and build wealth. But remember, the highest priority is always saving money in retirement accounts first as the first goal you do it's time for ask clark that's where you post a question for me at clark.com producer joel asks it for you clark we had dana and walker write in recently with a very similar question about what's the best parental monitoring program for teenagers on their cell phones that will kind of monitor what they're up to the apps that they're using and the phone calls that they're making i would love for it to restrict explicit content too and we'd love for it to be cheap (sighs) cheap doesn't come with these things they're pretty involved programs. Uh, The two that I know the most about, and there are others, somebody may have a suggestion of a better one, is Family Time, which the website is familytime.io, and that one is 69 a year, I think. Uh, The other one that is very well known is Web Watcher, and it allows for you to do remote monitoring of what your kid's up to and these things uh, particularly uh, the one of the functions people love is being able to restrict what your kids can do on a device and they have family memberships, individual child memberships and all that. Um, family time has something that's really inexpensive, For one child, it's like 25 bucks a year, too. So look at familytime.io. The other is webwatcher.com. One other thing I wanted to mention that I was asked about recently, and that's the device for very young children. It's not about tracking what they're doing online. It's a little pod that you can give young children that you always know where they are. You're able to talk to your kids. They're able to talk to you. They can only make the equivalent of calls to a very small selected list of numbers that you choose and the website for that is relaygo.com you're listening to the clark howard show thanks so much for listening today you know there's a giant team behind bringing you everything we do at team clark our podcast and radio show are produced by Kim Drobes Joel Larsgaard Deborah Reese and Jim Ayers my TV producer is Leah Dunn Clark.com is made possible thanks to Krista Dibiase, James DeGaulle John Crest, Theo Timu Michael Timmerman Craig Johnson Beth Marcinko Clara Bosnetto, John Jones and Grace Del Rio ClarkDeals.com where you can find the best deals from around the web is produced by Karis Brown Laura Sayers Sarah Jordan and Demond Marley. You can sign up for our newsletters at Clark.com thanks to Sally McDonald and our social media gurus are Chelsea Glass and Nicole Carroll. Our Off-Air Advice Center is run by Lori Silverman, Sarah Mobley, and Sue Gatliff. And their team's available to serve you over 40 hours each week at 404-892-8227. And this is a free service of Team Clark. Thanks for listening till next time.